Hi, I'm Natasha Legero, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, hanging out here on July 24th, 2019, with many of the cast and creators of AMC's new-ish show, Lodge 49. They're going to be premiering their second season on August 12th. My birthday, a great birthday present to me because I'm a huge fan of the series. And if I had to pick, I don't pick favorites, but if I had to pick one of my favorite characters, the actor who plays him is now on the line with us. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. We're not going to call him Blaze. We're going to call him David Pasquese. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, David. Thank you, Andres. I sure appreciate being here. Oh. Um, did you have uh, Jim Gavin on? Is that right? We did. We had him on for an hour. I got to pick his brain for an hour, and it was glorious. Did Ugh. he? Um, was he pretending that he created the show and writes it? Uh, yes, he was. That old yarn. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> is it so? It's really you. It's. I'm not going to say that. But he should. Uh, it's really Blaze. It's Blaze. Bla- well, so I, I want to talk with you about this this character. York, I, I knew from the very beginning, the first season, first episode, you say, it's the auguries of birds, man. <laughs> the augury of birds. Sorry. And I mm-hmm. was like, oh, I'm going to love this show. I am going to love this show. And I'm going to love this character. And then about two or three episodes in, I was like, wait a second. Is that the guy from Veep? Hmm. <laughs> you, the characters could not yeah. be more different. You play the 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 husband uh, right. of uh, Julie's, Selena Meyer's ex-husband. Uh-huh. And Selena Meyer's ex-husband in Veep, which is like again so far away, and uh, and we won't go. We you know we we don't need to talk about Veep. We're here to talk about Lodge Forty Nine, which. Uh, so I'm curious. Blaze is is probably the most the character who's most steep in steeped in the esoterica of the show right right and, he, and the the pursuit of alchemy and and that right that aspect of the lodge so does is that something are you learning all about that through the show or do you also have do you have any inclination towards well um in reality i studied philosophy in college uh that's what I got a, uh, my degree in. Um, but I, I was unfamiliar with a lot of this 
a, uh, most of what they're talking about in the show. So I've had to do reading on finding out what it is they're talking about. So in doing the show, as you've been researching, have you had any interesting synchronicities or insights? Well, the show itself is kind of, there's, there's a lot of uh, coincidences regarding the show, just with the production and just seemingly things lining up. I'm sure there's other explanations for it, but I like that. I like um, I like the idea that the the universe is converging to allow this show to be as easy as possible on everyone. Um, it's pretty. It's there's a lot of strange things that happen. I don't know if Jim told you about. There's one guy that wasn't available for the second season, um, but they wanted to use him again. But his twin brother was available. Um, <laughs> it's just it's just the, like stuff like that. It's it's kind of crazy which character crazy. is that there was someone in the that is in the donut shop one of the guys one of the chess players oh <laughs> okay um, but just uh things like that things something's not available and another thing presents itself immediately just production wise and in the real world as a you know i don't know i'm not involved with the, the writing of it which is um i don't know who jim is hired but he's hired some very very good people and um because i know it can't be him <laughs> um but i just that i am not alone most of the cast we get the scripts and we just read them we just can't wait to read them like a fan and then for me it's like i'm reading it and i'm like oh geez i should pay more attention to that blaze guy because <laughs> this is this is my job also um it's just we and pretty much everybody feels the same way we really love the material yeah, well, well, let's 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 stay with Blaze a little bit because. Okay. So, as an actor, do you create like a? Are you one of these those actors who creates a backstory for your character? Do you uh, do you have a sense of where Blaze came from? Well, how he found we the find launch? out. I did not come up with any of that, um, but we find out more in season two. Okay. Well, I you know I I, I don't want to get you into spoiler territory. So no, let's, right. Let's make. Oh, oh, go on. I'm not that. Yeah, I didn't myself come up with a, uh, um, an imaginary history for for Blaze because it's pretty clear in just the scripts, like what kind of guy, what what kind of person this has to be in order to behave and speak this way. For me, it's kind of well, this has to be this guy. Right. Well, one of the things that I think that I found particularly interesting in uh, the character of Blaze and how it's set up, how he's set up is... So I I have done... I, I've been playing around with esoteric stuff or drawn to it. Maybe similarly to the way I've heard Jim talk about it on different podcasts about just sort of like it's, it's, a, it's an interesting field of research. Whether mm -hmm. or not you... Whether you're a skeptic, whether you take it on as, as truly magical or as just in, interesting history and metaphor... So I so I've done that I've done a lot of that research but I also worked as a bartender for many years. Mm -hmm. uh, and wow. When I was a bartender I always I would I had this whole shtick about how I'm a shaman of spirits. The spirits are the are in each of the bottles and each of the bottles has its own spirits and when we mix them and we create alchemy. And so when I saw that your character is this alchemist who's also a bartender my brain kind of exploded and I was like, oh, that's so perfect. I have bartended, but also and has the um, the um, apothecary. 
Right. Like a, a healer in that regard as well, which, you know, um, distillations and things like that. Yeah, with so he makes the the potions to heal Ernie's cat, and he makes the gives the the weed the the just the right weed for him to be able to get sleep, uh-huh. and yeah, it's really Blaze is really your all-purpose alchemist. Yeah, he's and right with a little bit in the real world and a little bit in the mystical world, um, and since because of the show, I've I've learned about. Spagyric remedies and things like that. Oh, tell us! I don't. That is, I don't know that. Spagyric remedies. What is that? It's it's a, a form of alchemy that they use the distillations. I think like uh, kind of like essential oils and things like that, but um, distillations of herbs, but super specific. Like the herb has to have been grown in a certain way and picked during a certain phase, and then um, then it's always and it's usually mixed with alcohol and then distilled out of that but it's uh the, these purifications is what it, the purpose of it is have you tried them uh no they're really hard to find <laughs> now i have you so the show's been out for a year the mm-hmm. the first season i think found a core audience like myself who were just like yes this is what i this is the show i've been waiting for and I'm. I think everyone is who's a fan of it is waiting to find more friends. Like I, unfortunately, most of the people I've meet, I'm turning them on to Lodge Forty Nine, and so I'm. I'm really looking forward. We to, appreciate it. Uh, I'm looking forward to season two, get, building it because I. It's the kind of show you want to talk about, and so I'm just so curious. Have you had people who are alchemically minded fans or people like that reaching out to you and talking to you about? things that they see in the show not so much that because i don't know any i don't know any there's some you mean uh, there's there are some folks who are interested in tarot and things that have that have mentioned something but more than that lodge folks have reached out people that i know that i didn't know were involved heavily in different lodges have reached out and offered their either information or um just appreciation and have you ever have you ever joined any society or anything that might be uh, I wrote a book several years ago and in, in it there's a chapter titled A Balanced Diet of Cults and so I have a very broad uh, you know I was an, an, a Namyo Horenge Kyo Buddhist for a while I, I did that for a little while I had yeah. my go- You had Gohansen? your Gohansen? Yeah uh-huh. So you have so you have joined things Yeah Yes I have Um <laughs> I was interested in Buddhism for a while, and also that kind of Nishiren Shoshu was at the, yeah. the branch of it, um, but also other branches of uh, Buddhism and some uh, interest in Aikido and other martial arts for the other part of it, for the key, mm-hmm. for the you know, um, and meditation and yeah, I've I've been yes. I have a little bit of experience. Oh yes. So and also I, I was a I was a Boy Scout. That's as culty as it got. Yeah. <laughs> and and my lodge, uh, my troop number forty nine. Shut up. For real. Really. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that stuff. This this synchronicity thing. There's something to it. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into your musical divination, uh, David. What is your question for the Pop Oracle? Well. In the world today, um, 
as it is, I understand that we are perhaps spiritual beings interacting in a physical world, but nonetheless, we're interacting in a physical world. And it's upsetting if your eyes are open. So my question for the Oracle is, how does one get through the day without screaming so loudly they destroy their throat? How does one get through the day without screaming so loudly they destroy their throat? Okay, and now to engage the Pop Oracle on your behalf, I'm going to spin the Wheel of Eight. Na, 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 we love And that is song number seven, which has already come up. So we are going to switch to the Radio 8 cards. So now to engage the Pop Oracle on your behalf, David, I'm going to pick a card, any card. Pick a card, any card. Pick a card, any card. Pick a Song number two, Natalie Wood said. There's nothing much to do except to hang around half noon by the refrigerator thinking about food and wondering what am I doing? The answer would be drinking too much beer And wondering if I've been too sincere with you Sincere, but Natalie's not here. 
Natalie Wood said from my new record, All You Get, coming out August 8th. That was the answer to David Pasquese's question, how does one get through the day, the world in which we live, being the context, without screaming so loud it destroys your throat? So. I appreciate it. First of all, great song. Oh, thank um, you. And what a, uh, I look forward to August 8th and then four days later, August 12th, August 12th. which yeah. is, by okay. the way, which is my birthday, and I've been saying that I could not ask for a better birthday present than the second season of this show. Because when I first, when I first, David Yuri is a good friend of mine, and when I first talked oh, wow. with him about it, and how much a fan I was, he's like, I don't know if, I don't know if we're even going to get a second season. I was like, no, 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 no. I can't have another thing that I love go. And so uh, yeah. I'm so excited. I'm sure you are as well, but I personally, yeah. it's such a great gift to me. But uh, yeah, what did you think about that as the answer to your question? Excellent. You, uh, you uh, suggesting maybe just go ahead and, and uh, to have too much beer or some cold brew, just go ahead and have some uh uh, be be kind to yourself. So speaks the alchemist. Mm-hmm. Will you will you will you mix me a brew, which will <laughs> which will heal all my ills? Yeah, yeah, a panacea. Yes, absolutely. We have a panacea uh, solution over at the lodge. Oh well, I gotta I gotta <laughs> yeah. check in there. Yeah, yeah so, but it's got the name on it. It's yeah. got a. <clears throat> uh, well, there were a couple of things I was thinking. Uh, so the song is in part about uh, like the idea that so Natalie Wood said it was enough to be sincere and she mm-hmm. said that's a line from Rebel Without a Cause she says about James Dean and when I was writing it I was thinking that it was kind of kind of fucked me up because I was like you know it really isn't enough to be sincere you out there you need other there's that sort of like sort of like gold star for effort kind of thinking right and uh-huh. and especially because it comes from the I'm gonna get a little fanciful here, but if we think of Natalie Wood as being a stand-in for like the divine feminine, like this, she is a, a, a sort of a goddess character, and she's telling adolescents, adolescent boys forever. That's what I, that's what girls like is a guy who is sincere and challenges the crowd and acts like James Dean does. When in the real world, that's not really the truth. And I think that there's something about that. And when we look at the world and if we think, if I just care enough, if I just feel bad enough about it, right, that's enough. And it's like, there's no end to feeling bad about it. Right. Right. And also feeling bad about it is not action. Like in, you know, the, the world of physics, right. Work, the equation for work includes distance. And so if distance is zero, the entire thing is zero. No work has been done. No matter how hard you push on a tree, if the tree doesn't move, you haven't done anything, according to physics, right? So me caring, I agree. Me being sincere and me caring is not enough. And so I think, you know, if the question is, how do you get through your day, is if you know, and it's really hard. It's very hard. It's like, it's easy to say. It's very hard to do. But to find ways to be in action, to be confronting whatever it is, that is that in your world is the node of that 
thing that we're talking about, whether it's intolerance against a one against a group of people or individual people, whether it's like a moment of really of de-escalating a situation that could be escalating, of a moment of recognizing that I have privilege in this situation. If I step in, even though it might feel uncomfortable, maybe my presence there mm-hmm. can make a difference. And then if you do that, if you are in action in that way, maybe that impulse, because like I was saying, like the, the feeling bad about it, that's when you want to scream because it's a never-ending scream, right? The, I'm not doing anything, nothing's changing, and I can feel bad for as long as I can feel, which is the rest of my life, right? But Right, and the feeling bad, it, uh, part of it, the, the, the frustration that fuels the scream is out of impotence. Right. And this brings us really back to alchemy because... Ultimately, alchemy is about personal transformation, is a, is, is a personal transformation that happens on the inside, which then manifests somewhere on the outside. And, you know, as creators, we do like someone will give you a script and you don't know what you're going to do with it. And then you have to sort of go into it and surrender to it and do something inside of you, right, that then you can show us and then allows us to have this work that then has an effect on me in the out. Once it's on, once it's on tape, and I'm watching it, right? So that kind of personal transformation is really what alchemy is about, and I think what you know, what the Blaze character is is there in the show is really incur- is is seeking and calling to those of us who are also seeking. I feel like that's like the main thing about that character is he really is the sincere, like the most sincere one. I think so. Right? He's actually. Everybody else kind of uh, the most sincere regarding that aspect of the lodge. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Regarding alchemy. And I just love he'll get I love the way that Blaze gets pissed off about stuff that other people don't think is serious. And you're like, but if you're watching the show and you're buying into the show, which maybe some Mm -hmm. of the characters aren't really buying into the show yet. Mm-hmm. Right, but Blaze has fully bought in, and we're watching and saying, "No, listen to him." That's <laughs> right. That's what Blaze is there for. They're just there. Some of them are there because it's instead of bowling, right? right? But he's yeah. I think it's the same thing as people who like take mushrooms for a party night, you know, as opposed to taking mushrooms for <laughs> for an event for a journey for, for a journey. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. a teaching, a download. Mm-hmm. A, f- a friend of mine, I was talking with them before the show, and uh, she had. I was saying that I, we've never done a show where we've used a record as a song, and I'm using my own record. It's just there. There was a an element of experimentation to it, and uh, we're always trying to find different ways to do the show, like exploring a, a TV series like yours. And one of the principles of Tantra is everything is an experiment, and. So I was, and I was like, I was like, what are the other principles of Tantra? I got in touch with her. And there was Mm. something you were just saying that made me think of the sixth principle of Tantra, which is, oh, energy ascends, consciousness descends. So we do whatever our rituals are, we have our intention, and that energy ascends, and then whatever realizations we have. And with, like, so thinking of engaging in the medicine of mushrooms or ayahuasca or any of these, you know, ancient medicines, uh, mm-hmm. that that's what we're doing. We are, uh, 
we are allowing the energy to we are they allow our energy to ascend to so that we can have a realization that descends into consciousness and then we go into the world with some other like some other in some greater insight if mm-hmm. we approach it with that kind of intention which is right. like what blaze is so much about right right like i, I yeah there's I remember one time seeing something and, and realizing oh this is here all the time i just can't always see it and uh uh I and I've been able to take that with me usually. Yeah. Like these these other things are there just because I can't see them does not mean they're not there. Seen and unseen, Blaze. Seen and unseen, man. Seen and unseen, man. <laughs> Blaze, I I I'm calling you Blaze. David, I uh, you you know you're doing something right when you have created a character that people love and your character is so is like whatever happens with the show. Your character is alive for me. I absolutely love him. Um, I you know I uh, the, one of the touchstones that I found myself thinking of when I was thinking about this series, and it came sort of out of the blue. And when I thought of it, I was like, that doesn't really make sense, but in a feeling tone, it kind of does. But Barney Miller. Oh wow, that's quite high praise. That's one of my. I think that's one of the best shows ever. Well, think about the characters. In Barney Miller, and think about the characters. Mm-hmm. Like there, there are no just, just pretty people, or just like they're all beautiful and interesting. But they're all beautiful and interesting, and they have some wear on them, and they're all funny. But they're all funny. Like they're all very, very human and richly drawn characters. And I don't know about a lot of series that really have that kind of, um. That have that have staked out that kind of territory. So I really I hope everyone else in the world falls, or at least everyone else in TV land falls in love with this with the characters in the series as much as I have. Yeah, I hope I hope they find it and watch it. That's for sure. You know, because I do think if you if you do uh, find it and watch it, that I think it's quite enjoyable and it's unusual and it's got it's sad and funny and. It's got a, it's, I really enjoy it. I really like it. It's my kind of show. And, uh, that Jim Gavin, man, that's some great, great, that's some great writing. It is. It is. Now, when we started, you were a little, you're sort of making jokes about it, but you're, you're down with, with Gavin world. Don't please, please, please edit this part out where I'm saying anything nice about Jim Gavin. Okay. I will, I will make sure. I'm crossing my fingers. I will make sure to cut this out. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for making the time to I sure appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Oh, wait, and before for we helping let, out with the show. Oh, of course. And before we let you go, are, do you have anything else coming up that we should be keeping our eyes out for? No, just doing some improvisation here in Chicago in, in August. Uh, nothing else. Okay. Improvisation in August. And where can we find you, like handles and things like that? D. Pasquazi on Twitter and Instagram. Excellent. Okay, well, I am looking forward... To, oh, and we... I Sorry, I forgot. I didn't... I asked David and I asked Jim this. I'm not going to... I'm asking all the actors who are on the show or all the creators on the show to share this. If you wouldn't mind, without giving any spoilers, give us one... Tell us one thing about season two. It could be as random... Like uh, I asked... Jim's was, open up your Borges, folks. <laughs> So it can be very, very random, but it's something that might make sense to us after season two. Uh, David Yuri said, uh, "Jellyfish Prison." 
maybe? I'll have to go back and listen. But uh, was there, is there some phrase or something you can share with fans of Lodge 49 that will make sense later that will no, make no sense to us now? I'll sleep when I'm awake. I'll sleep when I'm awake. Great. Perfect. Thank you very much, David. Absolutely. Thank you, Andres. I really appreciate it. And great, great music and congratulations. Good luck on the album. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Ball Show.